Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by returning guest Alexi J of Feature Ets. And today, with Alexi J, we are diving behind a reimagined version of one of the tracks off their 2020 album Dream Riot, which we discussed the last time the group joined the show. Well, today we dive into the exposed version of The Blame, as well as a powerful music video that was also directed and produced by Lexi herself. And with this reimagined version with the exposed version of the blame Lexi J is trying to tackle a piece of her past and reclaim that piece of her past because with this track Lexi is tackling six years of sexual assault that she faced well inside of the public school system and with this strength with this bravery Here today, we hope to do exactly what Lexi J did with this version of this song, with this video, which is inspire and give a voice to somebody who's maybe listening, who's watching, who maybe has experienced their own wrongs or is still experiencing those and if sexual assault is something that you have a difficult time listening to that is perfectly okay but like i said today we hope to inspire and to give a voice so let's do exactly that with the incredibly strong lexi j of feature at let's go the Desert Tiger Podcast. Hey. Hello, Lexi. How's it going? Good. How are you? I am great. Do having a fantastic day so far. I mean, can't complain. That's good. I looked outside today. That was my big day. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's sunny. Good. And that was that's what I've done today. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I I haven't made it outside yet either. It's like only nine thirty here, but it's definitely sunny here too. So that's oh no, it's it's like twelve thirty here. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'll go outside one day. You know, one day. <laughs> one day. I mean, sometimes it's it's nice to be cozy though too, right? Oh yes, yes. I just realized how monochrome I am. Check this out. I like green screened myself into the background. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Have you been? Um, I've been like crazy busy. I've been doing really, really well since the last time we talked, which I think was like what, January of last year? Yeah, I mean 40 years ago, effectively. So Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> since the glitter freeze. Yes, the glitter freeze. I love that word for <laughs> that. It's uh it's a much more positive uh way to say it. <laughs> Yes, I like your positive outlook. I'm a tr- I'm trying to adopt the same. It's uh, becoming harder by the day, but we're we're gonna figure it out. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, it's a work in progress, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. Exactly. All right. So you've been you've been good. 
Yeah, we've been um, creative, like crazy. Like there was like a cork in us for a while and we were like, nothing is creative. We can't think about music. Like just the world is ending. And now, uh, I don't know, we're just like putting it all into song and it's really, it's really coming out. It's crazy. It's like every day there's like a new idea and we're just chasing that dragon. So, yeah. That's good. It's good. I mean, I can understand like why there would be a little bit of time being like you don't want to create after having just released an album, being on tour, and then everything gets shut down. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, oh, like, should we promote this in COVID? And we were like, no, man, like, there's no place for this right now. I don't want to be that person that's like, also, I released it out. Like, who cares? Like, Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Oh, it was, I, yeah. When life goes back to normal, I will be more than happy to start selling vinyl again. And until then, I'm just like sitting here in my little bubble waiting to get vaccinated. (laughs) Yes, definitely waiting for that, too. I uh, actually signed up today. So. (laughs) Oh, good for you. That's awesome. I'm not eligible yet, but as soon as I am, I will be there. It's weird how like it's done by province and every province is like a completely different stage. Yeah. We're close. I think, um, oh, I reveal my age. I think I'm 29, but I'm about to be 30. So 30 is this year. So 30 plus uh, is the 17th. So I can sign up that day, but I don't think I'll get it to like June or something. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But once you get it, then you're going to be out there selling vinyl, playing shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're running around on the streets like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slayer. Yeah, <laughs> playing shows on my driveway. Like, yes, that's the way. I don't even have a driveway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I swear today? Absolutely. Yeah, I hate editing swearing out of my brain. It's almost impossible. It's part of the language now. So, come on, we're both adults. I mean, I'm, I'm past thirty already. So, well, I am thirty. There you go. But <laughs> are you ninety-one or ninety? Ninety. I'm 91. The next next big thing. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, the new edition. The new edition, yeah. I love millennial vibes for us. It's so cute, us trying to be Gen Z now. I went with my, I purposefully didn't do a center part today because I'm I'm rocking the old school, like, millennial hair swoop. That's like a thing. Uh, I still haven't found out a different hairstyle other than the faux hawk since like See, you uh, as a male. Know, like I think you're years. solid. You, you could do you could do like a tight fade, and then you'd be like modern. It's like the difference of like a millimeter of hair for you makes it modern. It's so funny. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so true. So true. All right. So we're here to connect today again to dive a little bit into some more music because dream riot dream riot isn't done yet dream riot's not done um dream riot's barely started effectively (laughs) yeah uh we had to we had to resurface with a song that we've already released which is really cool Mm, and it's a song that we didn't talk about last time that we did get to connect so i'm very excited to do this and it sounds like it's a very powerful and meaningful song for you. So I'm very excited to dive into exactly what it means. So at what point did this exposed version of the blame finally begin to take shape? When did you decide? Because you had already, with this song, 
sort of tackled it in a veiled way, but now you're tackling it in a much more forward way. So when did that begin to form inside of you? I mean, that goes back to like, how was COVID for you? Basically is it's the same question because like the first four months of COVID, I was like, I have like a little backyard and I was laying rocks into the ground and <laughs> just like try, we had all pea stone. I was redoing it. I was like, okay, I'm going to make like a stony path kind of thing. And with every stone I laid in the ground, I was like literally taking my thoughts and my dreams and desires and like putting them to rest in the dirt being like, everything's over. Like we're never going to get to do music anymore. This is wild. Like it's all going to be too late by the time this stuff ends. Like so crazy. Right. And that went on for four months of like a general depression. And then I like found a way to exercise myself from that in a demonic sense, not in a gym sense. And, (laughs) and then, uh, basically the evolution of the blame started there. So I sort of found a way to open myself up introspectively in COVID, um, which is something I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been able to do that if not for COVID. So there is actually a silver lining in all of this, at least for me. Um, because I had enough time to like reflect and think and just like question, you know, if that was enough, right. Because the first time we put out the blame, like, I don't know if like, I guess at this point we should reveal what it's about, but it's about, um, sexual abuse from my past. And this went on from when I was 11 years old, all the way to when I was 17 years old. So a significant portion of my life and formative years at that. And uh, right before COVID started, I only just told my parents, like I only just came out to my parents about the fact that that even happened. They had no idea. Um, I came out to the fact that to them about that I was bi, even though I'm married now to a man (laughs) and like, just like a bunch of stuff. I was like, you know, I'm I'm an adult now. I'm going to connect with these people in in a different way. Um, So it bubbled to the surface and I was like, okay, that's enough. And then we released the Dream Right record and I had the blame on there, even though, like you said, it was extremely veiled and like hidden in like an EDM song, which didn't really suit the lyrics in the slightest, if I'm honest. It's a cool song, but like it doesn't tell the story. It just says the words. And I was like, okay, that'll be enough. It's out there. That's enough for me. And then, you know, those four months went by and I had time for that to bubble back up. And I'm like, it's not, it's not done yet. Right. So Then we found a little bit of funding from Factor and in a relatively safe part of COVID in an extremely safe way with a very small and highly sought after amazing crew of people. We filmed a music video for this song. Um, And I was actually filming the music video for The Blame, like the original version on the Dream Right record, which was so weird. I was like ready to go into that. I had like little dance choreographed and stuff like to that other music. And I was like, something's not right. Like this isn't working. This isn't fitting. And um, the month before we started filming the video, I was like, I took John's hands and I was like, John, like, do you think we can redo this? Like, I just, I don't know if I can live with myself coming out with this song again in a way that's like not complete. Like I just, I can't handle it. So what do you think? And he's like, let's do it. So we tore it apart. We had only a month, which is wild. Um, to work on like intense production for this. And uh, we worked on the production with this with our producer, Mark Kosher, up until like the minute we were filming. Like I think we bounced the track out, like the final track that I had to sing to, like like the same hour we started filming. Like that is that is wild. It was horrifying. <laughs> but um, but we did it. Like it 
now now what it is is like the fullest iteration of like here's my story i'm putting it all out there and i'm like me too you know hashtag me too like i'm ready to come out with this so yeah well and it's it is you say it you didn't feel right but at the time you were still learning how to present the fact that this had come forward because like you said you hadn't told your parents you probably hadn't told very many people. So you are still coming to terms with how to speak about it. So now that you've sort of gotten that energy out, now you sort of have that idea a little bit better, which has brought us to this point, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think only before I told my parents, only like two people knew. John, who's my everything. He's like my external hard drive. <laughs> and Um, a girl that I went to school with, um, who knew the guy and knew what was happening the entire time because we were kids and we did not know the severity of what was going on, but she was like my best friend and my confidant. And yeah, only, only recently, um, when we were filming a music video for a million things, which is great music video that we filmed May before COVID happened. So, you know, 60 years ago now, (laughs) whatever that was, um, (laughs) I was borrowing a prop from her. She had like a really cool telephone that we feature in that music video. And I, I took it from her and like connected with her again, cause we hadn't spoken in years. And then uh, when I dropped it back off, I like got up the courage to be like, Hey, do you like realize like what went on then? Just out of curiosity, like when was the first time that you like thought of that as an adult? And like, did it strike you that what was going on was like as extreme as it was? And she goes like, yeah, like maybe in the last like three years, I only figured that out. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how it like just like hits you later on and you're like, oh, wow. (laughs) Grown up now, I guess. Right. Well, and it's that, too, is sometimes we don't realize some of these things and maybe we normalize it, even though it shouldn't be normalized in any way, shape or form. But we just like we said before, we don't know how to bring it out. So we just sort of like we bury it and then we forget about it. And then like we don't and realize exactly what you. it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes for you and it's like, "Hold on, we're taking you down with us." I'm like, "No, no, no, we're bringing this up. We're bringing this up to a visible level. I'm not going back down there. Thank you. Thank you." N- no demons, I'm taking you with me this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm exposing you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then you mentioned the music video for this track as well, which is incredibly powerful from I've watched it a few times. And the first time I watched it, just knowing like the meaning behind the song and everything else, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I was like brought to tears pretty much. And like, my eyes were watering up and like, I could feel for you and the emotion. Me currently, <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I understand. And it's, but it's very powerful. And you just told us that you had like, from right when the song got rendered to like, okay, and now we're shooting this music video and you produced and directed this music video as well, essentially. So what was it like to bring it to life visually? I mean, it's the good part is it wasn't my first time. Um, I've done this before for a million things and I had a hand in, I always have a hand in all of it, but uh, this was, I had every hand in everything. (laughs) It wasn't just like, I have a part in it. It's like, this was, this was my baby. So I worked with uh, Ian McMillan closely, who's our DOP um, 
and he has worked with us on so many music videos. I think he shot almost everything except for White Rabbit. After Bang, Bang was the first one we did together, and that was a wild story, too. That was, like, a two-day, like, nobody got paid at all. We just went to the desert with a sheet of fabric and, like, danced around for two days. It was the wildest experience I've ever, ever had. It was so, like, we met him day one of this timeline. We gathered materials day two, and then day three and day four, we were in the desert for two days filming a video. It was wild. So he's, like, that kind of a guy. He's, like, a ride or die. He's my everything music video guy. and um We've worked on everything together since then, except for White Rabbit, which we filmed on pretty much zero budget with uh, Mark Kosher, our producer, who's a very talented videographer as well and photographer. And uh, so I'm lucky to have had that experience going into this music video, because otherwise I think I would have been just incredibly overwhelmed. I definitely bit off more than I could chew, for sure, because of the emotional component to this. But like, you know, that's, that's where you level up. Right. So you're like, your mind's like, oh my God, like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to get there. And you're like, nope, bursting through that ceiling, finding another gear. Cause like, I don't have, I don't have time to break down about this. Like, this is what we're doing. So I've already committed, um, timeline and all, <laughs> but like, yeah, we, from building the giant pencils to sourcing, like yards and yards of that magnetic tape for the web scene to like learning how to make origami (laughs) to like finding black origami paper in a pandemic which was really hard to do and like trying not to use amazon for anything because you know local businesses and like just like i want to practice what i preach right and uh yeah yeah even like costume design like every single little bit of it was my vision for this because I I wrote the treatment originally with all these different scenes in mind because I really wanted to play up the duality between um the dark and the light but there's just the beautiful contrast between like my inner child and her innocence and then like what was imposed upon me so viciously and like what that looks like so um uh one piece that was really important to me was making that costume that we see in the the opening scene that's not the dance scene, the opening scene at the desk. Um, and in the airplane room, I have this like awesome material, like holographic see-through jogger suit. And it's like modern and beautiful and like exactly what people might be wearing in a music video right now, for sure. Like very future forward, but also it's, it's see-through and like I was see-through and like until right now coming to life with this issue, like that's how I felt. I felt invisible. I felt like, no one. I felt like I'm literally like matching the wall today in, in like stand with that. Cause like, that's how, that's how it felt. Like that's how it was just to be that trapped in that narrative for so long, you know? And like, so, and so exposed, like, I think for most of it, I'm, I'm not wearing pants for most of it. Like for most of it, I'm in like, you know, the little girl dancing in the airplane room with her white or her pink t-shirt is like, she's my inner child and she's like expressing herself so like vibrantly and beautifully, but like being quashed by these like dark images of like a birthday party, something we think of as really happy, but like everything's black and like there's no one there and you're all alone. And yeah, so I think just like seeing that come to life and like seeing like the overhead with all those pencils pointing toward me and like having the school imagery there to bring that part of the narrative and having the youthfulness there to bring that part of the narrative and then getting to smash the glass and like destroying that wall of just limitations that I've imposed upon myself. That's invisible to everyone, but me, right. It's just there for me. It's just this little glass box I put myself in and I just busted through like 
oh my god and then you get choked up because like everybody like on set and there weren't that many people there were 10 people in a big room for 300 caps so we were safe needless to say with n95s but like everybody in the room like erupted in like thunderous applause and cheers when that happened it was so beautiful like it was so freeing to have that moment to just like bust through all that's been holding me back you know it's awesome which is exactly what you're doing with this version of the song which very very powerful imagery inside of this video yeah yeah it's it's crazy powerful it's everything i could have imagined you know like while i was folding every one of those paper airplanes i was like going back to those memories right and like thinking about like folding my thoughts and ideas like into these planes just like i was lying the rocks into the ground in the first four months of covid right like stringing that up to the ceiling is like just watching them leave me it was it was really beautiful it was it was really special i actually like here's a secret thing that i haven't really revealed to anyone yet i am i wrote uh the person's initials in the plane that i'm holding at the desk scenes like all that is wrapped up in in the video like it's like very powerful for me yeah wow yeah it's um incredibly powerful so i'm glad you had the opportunity to get through to finally express to finally do this and then who's to say how from here because as musicians as we know once we release songs we don't know who they're going to go on to help so something of this is who's to know what mirrors what glass barriers um you might be helping other people who have gone through other vicious and malicious things such as sexual assault. Yeah. That's um, why I did it. Cause I trust me would not have gone through this if for any other reason. I, um, yeah, I, I kind of like in COVID I've, I've come to believe that like that feeling in your gut that you get when you know something's right or wrong. I think there's like um like a version of yourself in the future that's like tapping you on the shoulder that's being like, hey, pay attention, like learn from this, like this is an important moment and you're gonna have to revisit this at some point, like learn and grow from this experience. So I think that um hopefully I can do that with this video for somebody else if that hits them in the gut and they were like, Oh my god, like that's happened to me too, and I didn't realize it, or I've been dealing with this and like you're right, this is my sign, I should call kids help phone, I should use the resources available to me, or I should get therapy or I should see a naturopath, like whatever it is you want to do to like fix yourself for yourself. Cause you're not broken, but like you're not whole either. Right. So find like finding that like normalcy again, like finding that strength. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%, 100%. And I commend you for taking the courage, the strength, the bravery that it takes to take these steps to be this individual to try and help other people conquer their own demons and as we said their own class barriers it's incredibly powerful i'll post some of those numbers down in the description to this video and the link to the podcast i'll even throw them on the screen too yeah it's overlaid over the last scene too like if you watch it it's right there and it's like a critical moment where I'm like, you know, being stifled by myself or others, you know, who, whomever, whatever force and entity made me feel that way, you know? 
Absolutely. 100, 100%. And like I said, I'm very, very glad that you had the opportunity to express these feelings and to get through them and to take that bravery to take back this narrative for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's been a, it has rocked my world. It has been all encompassing. People are like, Oh, what did you do in COVID? I'm like, I was born. (laughs) I don't know. Like I like grew up, but like, i like became my age now. (laughs) Or I went back and like reclaimed my youth. Like, I don't know. Like it's, it's wild. It's awesome. I'm, I'm proud of the team that was able to bring this to life and like the art that we made in this, like it's the most beautiful thing I've ever made. (laughs) Well, I have to 100% agree with that. And I'm glad John was 100% down to be like, no, this is your feelings. This is your moments. This is something that you've gone through and yeah, I'm down to help you express this. He's my rock. He's, he's incredible. He's like, the example, like the shining example of like how to be a guy in in a cis relationship. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's the opposite of everything that came before, which is beautiful. And like karma, you know, too, like that's just, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yes. I'm uh, glad that you have the opportunity to meet various other people who reflect a different image of the world so that exactly, you can. Exactly. That. Yeah. There's a lesson in all of it for sure. Like it's not, it's not all negative. It's definitely like, because this, this happened, it's like, for me, it feels like all positive now, which is crazy. Like even through the tears, like it's all positive, which is what's so empowering about it. Right. It's like, it's finally like my story to tell. It's not yours. It's not something that you hold over me. And, um, I honestly don't know if this person will even ever see it, which is crazy. But, um, like I do intend to confront that person um if not by myself then at least through the entities and channels that exist to do so um but like i have to wait for the right time (laughs) which i think will you know be sooner than later but this person can't be around children anymore certainly absolutely 100 percent king Completely agree, but once again, as we said before, you're continuing to conquer these things as you go, and when you're ready, you will be ready. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm ready. I'm ready to be ready. <laughs> well, when that time comes, I wish you the best. I hope that all goes well, and once again, continuing to hopefully save somebody else. Yeah, thanks, man. It's uh, been empowering. It's been special. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I am very grateful that you have taken us behind this powerful video, this powerful new version of the song. I want to jump into a few more things, featurette, and then we can jump back into a little bit more of yourself. And then if you're okay with that. Yeah, I'd love to not be weepy anymore. That'd be cool. (laughs) Ask me other questions. Awesome. So you mentioned Dream Riot on vinyl. Oh, yes. Oh, baby. Actually, these colors line up. So it's that color. (laughs) It's that color of translucent vinyl. It is pretty much the sexiest thing that I've ever put into a physical copy of something for sure. Yeah, it's good art. 
I got to um, actually, I made the cover, I made the cover for it. Um, I should, I made the cover for it um, in a photography studio. So it's not a digital thing. It is, it's a composite, but it's, it's not a digital thing. Uh, the last video we put out before this monstrosity of a thing that we're talking about today was uh, You Do You, which was, that's an awesome track. Like that track was like so empowering. That track came to me in a bathtub and I like dripping wet, like ran out of the tub in order to find a notebook and like jot this stuff down and like make a vo- vocal memo to myself, and <laughs> which was really funny. But um, we filmed that song with like a bunch of friends in an old cop shop, which was great. And I had, uh, in order to introduce every room, because I directed this one too with Ian, um, I had these clouds that I built for like the big like crux scene of everything where uh, I had like the F behind me and it's, you know, the band shots, like your classic, like performance shot in a music video or whatever is a room full of like mirrors and clouds and very dream variety, right? Like it's like perfectly encompasses that with the strobing lights and everything. It's very much sounds like the album looks and feels. Uh, but the cloud that we, the clouds uh, that I built is the props for that, that, um, that is actually the cloud that's on the uh, cover of Dream Rise. That was like in a studio doing photography. And then like, that's my actual like hand that I did up with like all this makeup and stuff to make it look all holographic and cool. And stuff. It's so fun. I had the most fun making that art. And then the translucent teal vinyl came and I was like, ah, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. I, uh, of course got stopped on by COVID as previously mentioned, but uh, people have been really nice in supporting us at like, you know, Bandcamp Fridays and stuff when, you know, 100% of proceeds go to artists. And I highly recommend if you don't know about Bandcamp Fridays, you should look that up. If you're a music fan, like support Bandcamp, that's cool too. But also support the artists when 100% of the proceeds go to them, especially during such a critical time as COVID, our good friend, COVID. Our COVID, <laughs> our good friend. <laughs> I'll also suggest that people should probably switch to Tidal as their music streaming service because it pays artists more. Yes, yes, that 100%. Anything you can do to support artists during this time, we are last on the list as far as humans returning to work. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's always, oh, art will get us through the hard times. But oh, when it comes to supporting the artists, it's like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you. It's been great. Yeah. If if you want to support us, there's links in everything we have, but especially like our Instagram, it's got like a link to all the things you can watch the content like we put out videos that I'm super proud of. I'm not even going to try to be modest about that. I think our videos are well above our pay grade, i.e. not paid. But, but, um, yeah, I think we put out really great content and, um, I think with every step that we make forward, we're just like on this path to finding whatever the next iteration, the next like evolution of feature might be. But, uh, yeah, that vinyl is a big part of that story and it was an undertaking to create that. So if you want to see that art, definitely go buy it. It's cheap enough to afford. I know that it is. And it looks amazing. It looks like a million bucks, but it retails for like 20 something. Like, yes. (laughs) It looks like something you should have on your wall. Yes, absolutely. I should put it on my wall. Is that too much? No, I have a studio. I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think think it's just right, right? You should be proud of your art. You shouldn't repress that shit. Yes, exactly. Okay, I'm going to go like find a frame in a dumpster and like put it inside now <laughs> yes Go manifest a frame, a frame onto my front porch right now yes, yes. just put it out there put it out there <laughs>
The secret. The secret. <laughs> so you know. So they told you. Yes. So they've told. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you've mentioned that you also, after a little bit of time of having some creative setbacks, you finally got back into it, which probably means there's some more new featurette on our way. Yes. Maybe. I mean, always, always. Like, John and I never stop creating. What's really beautiful about being a duo and being life partners, being married, is that, like, he is right there so that I can be, like, let's go right right now. And, you know, sometimes he's like, no, I just want to have a beer and watch hockey. And I'm like, stop being such a dude. Come into the studio with me. (laughs) No, I can't. But um, we do spend a lot of nights um, destroying our neighbors' hopes and dreams of sleeping uh, in order to bring really good music. So uh, the stuff that we're writing right now is very cool. Um, It's very like Louis the Child meets Petit Biscuit meets some Billy vibes and some other stuff. And I am for it. I am for it. We wrote a song recently with um, Tabish from... uh, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's fold. He's he wrote like "Call Me Maybe" with her and stuff, and uh, that was a pleasure. So we wrote this song called "Chocolate" that is like it is beautiful stuff. I'm very excited to bring that one into the public eye, but I don't know when that's going to happen. So yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, well, as we said, Dream Riot's not done yet, so I'm sure once we that's get true, closer true. to that. Uh, the other side of this is going to be such a train wreck. It's going to be like us on tour, hopefully one day, or like playing a show, being like, okay, wait, this came out a thousand years ago, but also it's brand new because no one's heard it. So if you just want to listen to this, but also immediately after, we're going to be following up with like some banging stuff, right? So I hope my, my goal is to like play Dream Riot on a tour like we were doing before we were so rudely interrupted by COVID. By COVID. <laughs> I like to like give her like a name because she holds such a place in my brain. She has needs a personality, you know. But um, and then like you know like tease some of the new stuff. That would be my ideal show. Is like play Dream Riot and like intersperse it with. But also because I've been busy, you know. Yeah, but I don't think I'll ever go back to playing the old version of the Blame. Like that's a cool song and all, but no, like it's not the song. Like this is what the song was supposed to be. So I think that like. You know, I would, I'd be down to like, literally like grab a guitar, like sit in front of the keys with a mic and like try to like cry my way through that on stage. <laughs> that would be something special. Oh man, I'm going to have to like drill that into my brain on autopilot in order to get through it. It's going to be a toughie. There'll be parts of the stage show where you just turn away from the crowd and they think you're just like going for really powerful vocals and it's just like, hold back tears, hold back tears, hold back tears. Yeah, yeah. blink, <laughs> blow your nose powerfully. <laughs> into the microphone <laughs> like those vibes no it's yeah i think uh, if i made it through filming the music video and singing it i could do it on stage i think because that was hard like being in the costuming that i set for that and, like being like surrounded by like giant sharp uh, like intrusive pencils and like caught in a web of like lies and deception and degrading things like oh my god if i could do that i can do this for sure so absolutely pray pray for me and you can do so so much more too and i can't wait to hear chocolate and everything else that we're gonna have coming our way 
I wasn't supposed to announce anything, but I don't care. I don't give a shit anymore. Like music is music and it's coming at you. <laughs> Any rules? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just have fun with it. Right. I, th- I think that's the rule. Yeah. I don't want to be precious about any of it. It's like, I think, I think before when we were making music, there was like an element of mystery to our project. And now that I've done this thing with the blame, I think like I've like taken the veil away and I'm just like, okay, that's it. You got the story now. Like, this is me. I'm this weird, queer, little, strange artist, human, and I have this rock of a man, John, in my life, and that's our story. <laughs> like, that's what we do. Sometimes we make music, and half the time, it's awesome. <laughs> half the time, it's awesome every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right, Lexi. Well, I have had a blast chatting so far. I have a one last question. Are you ready for it? Hit me up. Hit me up. All right. I actually think this is something I've started asking s- since the last time we joined. So I'm excited to find out. So over this process of the last few years, crafting Dream Riot, of course, and otherwise, and of course, over COVID and... COVID. <laughs> Uh, crafting this new version, coming more to terms of yourself, and as you said, being born in, in this being last year. Being fucking born. Being born, baby! Baby! How has this process helped you grow, or what has it taught you about yourself? Like, fuck if I haven't answered that by the long-winded entire interview Very that true. Very did. true. <laughs> yeah. Um, to summarize, I think that I um, I don't care anymore in the most positive and empowering way. Like, it's not that I don't care and, like, I'm, like, I'm just, like, fuck it, I'm doing what I want. Like, I don't care what people think. And that is, like, the most amazing feeling because now when I make something, it's what I want to make. And it's not, like, like, some manager's idea of, like, what a pop song, like, should be. Like, no, like, my team right now, like, over the past, since dream right like since like just like when we released that to like everything that happened directly after that my team is like my best friends like i'm working with people that like care about what we're doing and empower me to not care about what other people think which is the weirdest like duality there but it just like has this awesome synergy about it where i'm like free like i don't have to worry about like oh is this song three minutes and 30 seconds like is the bpm for this like relevant to modern music like oh like what artist reference do you have for this track like what if they're me what if it's like the demons in my brain being like write a song that sounds like this like what if that like what if that's enough you know so i think that that's like sort of the direction we're going in is just like do you like i'm taking my own advice you do you like you know that was the last music video we put out until now it's like okay i hear you girl Thank you, past self, tapping me on the shoulder, giving me the gut feeling to like move forward in a way where this is this is it. This is me, and like I'm 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 here. Like I'm ready. And if it took this long to figure that out, and like not try to be cool, but like just like be cool because like you are cool. <laughs> like you, like what you're doing is awesome, and like trust that. Then like hell yeah, like that's like the evolution that I've had in COVID and past and like future like that's where that's where i'm going like if i want to be a crazy cat lady as my brand you know (laughs) like that's it like that's what's cool now i think that yeah i think there's something to be said for like not trying to like chase friends but just like be whoever the heck you are because 
you're going to be so much further ahead trusting your own instinct than like following in the footsteps of something that's already been done you know absolutely absolutely and i mean as someone who grew up on a farm who doesn't love a horde of cats who doesn't love a horde of cats i have a cat gang that i feed outside my door here like every day they come to me and they're like us too please we want to party with the inside cats and i'm like this is my i'm living my dream i'm living my dream riot right now (laughs) making music petting kitties oh my goodness what more what's more to life i know we signed um a publishing deal with CCS rights management ma- management in August, uh, which was like dream, like goal, <laughs> because now we're like writing for like other artists and like other artists are writing with us. And we're writing for like film and television and stuff. And like, you know, like ha- having that opportunity in COVID and like not worrying about like, when am I touring next? And like letting that go. And like, cause talk to, like you know 90 or maybe 80 percent of singers out there there's a lot of anxiety that comes with being a lead singer on tour like maybe less so if you're like a guy that has really like ah, vocals that is like really raspy and like you don't have to worry about like being able to sing that day because your whole brand is you like choking your way through the set or whatever because like that's a sound and i respect that sound and i love shows like that but i know for like a lot of like femme female creatures out there we struggle with like not getting enough sleep and losing our voice because we got to sing them high notes or sing them power notes or like whatever the heck is going on. So it's been really nice to be able to like rest and like take time to like recharge and like be actually excited about touring instead of being like excited, but like horribly nervous that like it's not going to go right. Or like I lost my voice because I partied too hard on that last show. Or like I just fucking got so into the show on day two that now it's day 10 and like i'm not gonna make it you know like just giving all that away and like figuring out that like the like all those limitations like we don't have those like if you're on tour you have the best time and if you have to choke your way through a set and it's not perfect like we don't need perfect perfect is boring perfect is ugly like nobody likes that we want to see those weird like quirks and kinks and like little bits that like aren't perfect i didn't do my hair today for the same reason as that. It's like, I've just given it all away. I'm ready to just. Be in you. Be in you. Yeah. It's With fantastic. my cats like sitting on either side of me right now. I'm like, yes, my power people. <laughs> 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 my little mini dogs trapped in cat bodies. <laughs> I'm just sitting there waiting like, hey, who, 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 when are we going to meet the outside cats? Come on now, let's go. They're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my little, did you know that cats have like little crystals in their pineal gland? I don't even know if I said that. I right. did not know that they did have that. I'm pretty sure you there's did. Quartz, there's quartz in their like third eye. I think it might be in humans too. I'm not sure. Someone told me that recently and I looked into it and it's like apparently somewhat true. And like they're like little crystal diffusers running around my house being like good vibes only, man. I'm like, yeah, like, do you know? That's why. <laughs> that makes so much sense now. Right? <laughs> Oh, man, this has been great. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's always a good time. (laughs) Always a good time. Always. And I've had a fantastic time diving behind this new powerful version of The Blame, diving behind what's new and upcoming with Featurette, and even getting to talk a little bit about some cat crystal magic. Cat crystal magic, yeah. I mean, this is this has been that podcast. It's been the all-encompassing podcast. I love it. (laughs) Thanks so much for letting me be a part of it, man. Seriously, this is great. All right. Well, thank you.
Yeah. Thanks for caring enough to ask the questions. Cause like, I can only imagine that for like any media outlets out there, it's like, Ooh, touchy subject, like hands off, you know, like I, I'm not expecting a lot, a lot of press from this because I think it's a contentious issue. And like, thanks for being brave. Thanks to the listeners for tuning in and caring enough about something like this, that like, you know, this can be normalized and conversations can start to be had about these important, important issues that are like complete game changers, life changers, mind blockers and freers like the difference between somebody's freedom and not is having conversations like this so thanks for like putting that out there hey good vibes 100 percent, good vibes all around and like we said earlier you don't know who this could affect who this could help and if other media doesn't want to take that on that's 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 on them exactly exactly yeah Yeah. thanks thank you Oh, Ambush, I want to thank you for tuning on into this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast, for listening to Lexi J's experiences, her truths, to her strength and her bravery, as she shared exactly that, her experiences, and I highly suggest that you go and check out the video for this new version of The Blame, that you go and stream this exposed version of the blame. And if you're somebody who has experienced your own, if you're experiencing these things, like Lexi said, the numbers for number places that you can call to find resources, to find help are listed in this video. And they are also listed in the description below to this podcast both in audio form and in video form as well so if that's something that you need just scroll down and you will find them right there if you are somebody who is or somebody who knows someone who is experiencing these types of horrors these situations my heart goes out to you and those that you know there is a ton of incredible resources that you can support if you're someone who wants to do so. There are multiple women's shelters across Canada, across North America, in various other countries, and those can be found, can be donated to. You can give supplies, and that can help give somebody a second chance. Normally, I would say a lot of other things here, but... With an episode like this, this might be one of the most powerful and emotional episodes of Desert Tiger Podcast there has been, so I'm going to leave it at exactly that. I want to thank Lexi J for sharing her experiences, her giving her strength and her bravery to take the time to join me here today, and I want to thank the team over at Struck Communications for helping with setting this interview up. I want to thank German at your podcast editor for making it sound so good. And I want to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning in. And above all else, find your roar, Viam. The Desert Tiger Podcast.